2: of our Lord and Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Sword of the Spirit podcast and our Sunday Sermon broadcast. Folks, today we're going to talk about a very, very important subject, and we're going to be making some observations on that subject, and that subject is the new birth. What is the new birth? What is being Born again. But, folks, before we get into the message for today, I'm going to ask you to do just two things for me. First of all, would you please visit our website, Sword of the That's Sword of the And when you get there, head over to our contact section and why don't you open up that little web form and send us over a message? Let us know whatever's on your heart, whatever's on your mind, any questions, any comments, any cares, any concerns that you might have. And also, don't forget to send over your prayer requests. We look forward to getting your prayer requests. We look forward to praying over them, not only for myself individually, but to bring them before our SOTS podcast family so we can pray about them together, because the Bible tells us that we're, we're to bear one another's burdens. We're to pray for one another, and we're to pray without ceasing. So send over those prayer requests. But if you don't like to use the web form, hey, you know what? That's fine. I don't really like web forms either. That's why we set up the email address. So you can email me directly at info at com. That's info at com. Now, also, folks, while you're on the website, would you please look for that Support This Podcast button? And when you find it, would you consider supporting us with a small monthly contribution? You can set that up for 99 cents, 4.99 or 9.99 per month. Now I know the economy's tight for everybody. It's hard and you know maybe making a monthly recurring contribution isn't something you're able to do. Well, you could also do a one-time contribution. And you do that by finding the waygiver button, which is also on the website, and then you can click that and you can make a one-time contribution. So why don't you pray about it, and if the Lord leads you to do it, if these live broadcasts and these podcasts have been a blessing to you in any way, and if you'd like to become an active part of this ministry, your contribution will go a very, very long way, and I would be extremely thankful for it. Now folks, first and foremost, before we get into anything else, I just want to say thank you to the Lord Jesus Christ, first of all, for saving me. That is the most important decision that I made in my entire life, and it's the most important decision that you'll make in your life. And when he saved me, I became born again. I received the new birth. And that's what I sincerely pray for you each and every day. If you're not saved, that you would come to the Lord Jesus Christ, that you would trust the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ as the, as the uh, propitiation of for your sin, and that uh, you too would experience being born again and the new birth. I also want to say thank you to the Lord for allowing me this opportunity and this ministry to serve him uh, in the capacity that I am and uh, for this opportunity that he has that I get to sit down every week and open up the Word of God, share the Word of God with you, things that I've learned and studied and kind of, you know, pool our ignorance together here as we try to determine what the word of God has for us each and every week. Now folks, I also want to say thank you to all of our current supporters, those of you who support us prayerfully. Man, your prayers mean the world to me, and I thank you so very much for them. I love getting your prayers, your uh your words of encouragement are such uh, an uplift for me. Uh believe me, folks, there are times where uh, you know, I kind of wonder uh if this is really where uh where the Lord would have me serving and you know I get those emails from you folks, and it's really is just an encouragement so thank you so very, very much for those. please continue to pray for us, please continue to pray for this ministry, please continue to pray for my family uh and for myself and uh I would really really be thankful for that uh eternally and uh your prayers like i said they they just wow. I mean, they really are an uplift. Folks, I also want to say thank you to those of you who already support us financially. Uh, your financial contributions have gone a tremendously long way in helping us to establish ourselves in the, uh, podcasting community on the platforms that we're on. Uh, your contributions have helped us, uh, generate, uh, uh, materials that we can, that we can get out, uh, cards and little flyers and, uh, and believe it or not the, the the swag that we sell uh not sell that we give away as for a contribution uh so you got to be careful how you say things these days next thing you know I'll have the i r s banging on my door but uh you know it's uh uh your contributions go to all that your contributions help keep the lights on here your contributions help keep the platforms going and and everything that we work on so thank you so very very much for your contributions and uh Folks, if you are on the fence about supporting us financially, please, please consider to do that. We have so many things that we would like to do, like uh, purchasing those uh, study Bibles that we can give them out to folks that uh, maybe can't afford one for themselves or are uh, interested in seeing uh, what a really good study Bible is all about. You know what, folks, it's a tremendous blessing to be a part of a ministry like that because, you know, you, you... Your contribution goes, we purchase the Bibles, we give them out, and you have no idea the impact that that particular Bible might have on the person receiving it. Just think about that. Someone who's not saved, who's seeking for the Lord Jesus Christ, may contact us, ask us to send them a Bible. This may be the first Bible they've ever read. And because of that, they end up getting saved. And then you, as the contributor here, you'll meet them in glory one day. And they'll come over to you and they'll thank you for it. And you'll have no idea what they're thanking you for. But it was your contribution that enabled us to purchase the Bibles that these folks are looking for and could potentially get saved doing. so. And you'll get the eternal reward for it. You'll get that jewel in the crown for it. So, folks, it's really a blessing. And if you can do it, please, please do it. Uh, also I want to say thank you to every single one of our listeners whether you uh, pray pray for us whether you financially support us uh, whether you just listen you know thank you so very very much for that because of your downloads because of your plays and because of you listening faithfully every single week that we put material out folks you have boosted us up in the algorithms you have boosted us up in the search results you have us on four, ch- four number one on four charts on good pods. Folks, it's a real, it's a blessing. Thank you so very, very much, and please continue to listen, and please continue to share this with your friends, your family, and your followers. Now, folks, if you are in the Eagle Pass area, and you're looking for a good King James Bible-believing and Bible-teaching church, why don't you consider paying us a visit over at First Baptist Church of Eagle Pass? We meet at 664 North Monroe. Our Sunday school hour starts at 10 a.m. Our worship service begins at 11 a.m. Our Sunday evening service is at 6 p.m. And our Wednesday night Bible study is at 7 p.m. For more information, all you need to do is visit the church's Facebook page. Just log into Facebook, search for First Baptist Church of Eagle Pass, and then once you get there, you'll find a lot of really helpful information as well as episodes of this podcast in which, of course, we are so thankful to uh, Pastor John Monk, my pastor and my friend, and also to all the folks at First Baptist Church of Eagle Pass for allowing us to post our show on the church's Facebook page. This is not a, a specific ministry of the church. I am not an officer of the church. I am not a, I am not a, 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 an associate pastor, assistant pastor, deacon. I am just a member of the church, and my pastor is um, a tremendous encouragement. Uh, for me in, in doing this and getting the gospel message out there. So, again, thank you to Pastor Monk. Thank you to the folks at First Baptist Church of Eagle Pass. But, folks, wherever it is you find yourself listening to us, please, please, please be sure to like, subscribe, and share it with your friends, your family, and your followers, and help us spread the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the reason why I say that, and I think I've mentioned this to you before, you have a very specific sphere of influence. You can see people, talk to people, reach people that we have no idea of who they are. So by you sharing our program with them, you are helping them to find the Lord Jesus Christ. Because every show that we do, we try our best to make it as easily understood as possible, as clear and concise as we possibly can Uh, we try to present the gospel message, and it is so important, especially the show that we're going to do today. The one that we're going to do today on Ye Must Be Born Again. We're going to be talking about the new birth. This might be one of those shows that you'd really want to consider sharing with your family, your friends, and your followers. So uh, thank you so much for all that you already do, and please, please keep it going. All right, folks, just a a couple of announcements uh, before we get into uh, our prayer list and then into the message for the day. Uh, Don't forget, our Thursday night Bible study meets at 7 p.m. Central Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, right here live on Spreaker. And then, uh, of course, it'll be uploaded shortly thereafter as a podcast for uh, anyone who wasn't able to tune in uh, to the live show. So uh, don't forget, that's Thursday night Bible study, 7 p.m. Central Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, Last Thursday, we finished and we wrapped up uh, 2 Timothy chapter 2 after spending more than six weeks in studying that wonderful chapter. And folks, honestly, if you haven't listened to any of those shows, you really do need to check out the shows on 2 Timothy chapter 2. You want to talk about a blessing. You want to talk about practical application to your everyday life. 2 Timothy chapter 2 was the place to be. So uh, check them out. All the shows are archived in all of the major podcasting platforms and also on our website, Podcast.com. Now uh, coming up this Thursday, we'll be getting into 2 uh, Timothy chapter 3, and then uh, before you know it, we'll be finished, and then heading into the book of Revelation, which is what I'm really, really excited about and cannot wait to get into. As a matter of fact, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about some of what we're going to study in the book of Revelation next week in 2 uh, Timothy chapter 3. So uh, make sure you check it out, Thursday night, 7 p.m., live here on Spreaker, and as a podcast shortly after that. Now folks, uh, don't forget to head over to our website, SwordOfTheSpiritPodcast.com, and uh, look for the Programming Announcements subscription box. And when you find that, all you need, all you need to do is just uh, fill out the little web form and get on our mailing list. And anytime we have any change to the program, anytime we have any uh, any guests coming on, or if we have to cancel the program for whatever reason, we're going to be we send out an email through that uh, through that mailer, and uh, you'll be in the know that way. Now it's important. To know that I'm not selling your information, nobody else is going to get this information. It stays here with me and nobody else. And I'm not going to send you a bunch of stuff that you're not looking for. Uh, no marketing materials, anything like that. It's just strictly the programming announcements. So sort of com, programming announcements subscription box and get on that list. All right, also on our website, don't forget to visit our sword swag. Uh, when you get over there, you're going to find our really great Sort of the Spirit podcast coffee mugs. And you can get one of those for a $25 donation. And uh, as usual, I have to take my sip of my nice, hot, steaming hot coffee at this point. Mm. Ooh, that's hot. <laughs> I didn't think it was going to be that hot. My goodness. All right. So uh, your coffee mug was $25 contribution. And uh, I know last week, uh, one of our listeners Alma had uh, had had made a donation for one. And uh, that is on its way. It will be here Tuesday, I believe. And so we'll be able to get that sent out to her as soon as it gets here. And also on the website, we have uh, his and hers sort of the spirit podcast t shirts. And uh, you can get one of these really, really nice T-shirts for a contribution of $35. And uh, how you do that is you just click that, in, that email button that's on the Sword Swag page. You're going to send me your contact information, your mailing information, and I will send you the link to uh, make your contribution, and then we will get that sent out to you as soon as we possibly can. So Sword Swag on com. All right, let's see. We have one more announcement. Okay, so uh, I mention this every week, uh, the Contra Radio Network. Really good material on the Contra Radio Network. Uh, as a matter of fact, today, just a little while ago, they uploaded a ton of new content. So uh, you might want to check them out. And you can find them at www.crn.best. That's www.crn.best. That's www.crn.best. Now, the Contra Radio Network is a podcast and a vidcast uh, for folks that are interested in prepping, that are preppers, that are interested in good politics, and uh, it has a lot of information and addresses the concerns of uh, discerning preppers and patriots. So you need to check them out. Really good material on there. I tell you all the time, I listen to it at least once or twice a day uh, until I get caught up on everything that I may have missed. And uh, you'll also find our show on the Contra Radio Network as well, which is a tremendous blessing for us to be a part of the network, and we're very thankful that they had invited us to be there. All right, that should just about do it for our announcements for today. Let me just uh, check out our chat group. Now, if you are logged into Spreaker, you have a Spreaker account, and you'd like to get into our chat group, jump on it. Water's fine. And I uh, got a couple of good guys hanging out in there as well. All right. Anything, uh, any announcements from the chat group? No, nothing there. All right. Well, at this point, we're going to take our first break of the afternoon. And then when we come back, we'll get into our prayer request. Folks, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends, your family, and your followers. And we will be right back.
1: You can find good pods on the web or download the app. Happy listening.
2: Amen, amen. Praise the Lord. You know that's uh, that song. Come one, come all. That's uh, Ron and Shelly Hamilton. Um, some of you who are uh, in the Bible believer community know Ron and Shelly Hamilton as Patch the Pirate. Uh, so, uh, but that's a great song. And uh, the history for me behind that song is uh, a number of years ago. Uh, I want to say maybe ten years ago or thereabouts, Uh, I did a podcast very similar to what we're doing here now uh, with a brother named Andy Sinski when uh, I was back up in New York City, and I was, I uh, I think it was before I I served as the AP in the church, Uh, we did a podcast that we called Redeeming the Time, and that particular song is what we were using as our opening music. So uh, that goes back quite a ways, and uh, you know, it is a great song. It's, it's, it's the perfect song, I think, in a lot of ways to, uh, to open up a Bible study or a, or a preaching service such as ours uh, here today. So uh, every time I put that on, I just think about those days of sitting there at, uh, at, in, in the basement of my house in New York with Andy uh, doing our, our, uh, our tag team Bible study. And it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Uh, we had no listeners. You know, we had one, maybe two, but, you know, it was a blessing. But You know what? As long as you can reach one person, that's the important thing. That's the important thing. I, I remember one time um, uh, a, a pastor friend of mine had asked me to uh, fill the pulpit for him at his church, and uh, he made a mistake. The mistake that he made was, uh, and this is a church back on Staten Island in New York, uh, the mistake that he made was is he told his people, that he wasn't going to be there. There was going to be somebody else preaching. He didn't say who it was, but he just told him he wasn't going to be there and there would be somebody else filling the pulpit for him. Uh, one of the first things I've learned in the ministry um, way back when when I was sitting under uh, Dr. Stagno was that you never tell your folks that you're not going to be there because, listen, folks, we may be saved people, we may be Christians, but you know when the cat's away, the mice will play. And so you don't tell folks you're not going to be there. You just don't be there and have somebody else waiting for them. So I, I, I went all the way over to the church and I I got there extra early. I was really excited to be doing this for him. It was a brand new work. It was only the doors had only been open for just a couple of months. So it was exciting to to preach to a bunch of new faces and people that I didn't know. And, uh, I got there and I got all set up and, uh, Nobody showed up. <laughs> so uh I sat there and had a church service by myself, basically preached to myself. So but you know, that's fine. That's that's okay. You know what? We still do what we do, we serve the Lord and we, we stay there and we and we wait and we and we are prepared to uh to, to, to do the Lord's work. So uh don't know why I went into that whole story, but that's what we did. Anyway, uh okay. So let's get into our prayer requests, all right? Let's get into our prayer requests. All right, folks, um, we always start our prayer requests by uh, praying for those that are in need of salvation. So uh, today uh, we are praying for Fairman, uh, who is uh, my my good friend Alex's father, and uh, Fairman is uh, in the hospital. And uh, um, I I heard from Alex yesterday, and, uh, you know, the cancers taking its toll on his dad and uh, there is some concern as to whether or not uh, the the um, the profession of faith that he made was a legitimate sincere profession of faith so that's why we're praying for fairman for salvation uh, and we'll continue to do so until uh, brother Alex tells us otherwise we're also praying for David back up in New York City as well David has been a friend of mine for many many years I met David when I think I was 12 years old or 13 years old and he uh, 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 David's been a good friend over the years, but David's as lost as anyone can be lost. And uh, I've tried witnessing to him many, many times, but uh, the Lord just won't let me give up. So we're going to continue to pray for David. Uh, we're also praying for Laura, my sister. Uh, she needs to get saved. And we're also going to pray for my mom, Diane, uh, who also needs to get saved. So Heavenly Father, we want to thank you, Lord, for for those that are on our salvation prayer list. And Lord, I want to pray for... Uh, My mom, Diane, my sister, Laura, David, and Fairman, Lord, I want to pray that you would just open up their hearts to the gospel. Father, I pray that you would soften their position on the Lord Jesus Christ and their need to be saved. Father, I pray that the message that uh, will be delivered today on the new birth, on being born again, might speak to their hearts, Lord, and they might uh, consider uh, to uh, call upon the Lord and be saved. So, Father God, we just thank you so much, Lord. We just ask you to just to draw them into yourselves, minister their hearts, grab a hold of them, Lord, break that spirit that's within them, that's preventing them from coming to the Lord Jesus Christ, and we'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, uh, we're going down our list here now. Uh, we're, gonna, we're praying uh, still for Pastor Martin. Uh, Pastor Martin is... Uh, Uh, A good friend to me, my pastor's pastor, uh, 89 years old, still goes out street preaching, still reading his Bible 10 chapters every day. Uh, However, his eyesight is so terrible right now that he needs one of those big desktop magnifying glasses just to read, and it takes him all day long to get through those 10 chapters. But he does it every single day. He's faithful in that. He also street preaches. He goes out with with his heart problems, with his blood pressure problems, with his uh, weakness, with his eczema, with his all the medications that he's on, he still goes out and street preaches once a week. God bless him for that. And shame on us for not doing our fair share in service to the king. So uh, we're going to pray for Pastor Martin for his health concerns. We're also uh, continuing to pray for Mary Perez, uh, who's battling with cancer. My mom, uh, who is struggling with COPD. My sister, Laura, for her back pain and, and the disc uh, problem that she has in her backs. I don't think that we received any results yet from the MRI, but I will check up on that later on. Maybe if, if Laura, if you're listening and you hear me, uh, uh, let me know. Shoot, shoot me a text and let me know if you got your results. Also, we're praying for, uh, for Sister Bernice, who is a member of our church, and she has been struggling with cancer for, for a long time now, uh, but it doesn't hold her back. She still comes to church uh, every time those doors are open with a smile on her face. And uh, we are thankful for her, for her family, for her husband Adam and her her little boys. And uh, we just pray that the Lord will bless them and bring healing there. Uh, we're also uh, praying for Alan, who had his uh, prostate surgery in January, January 17th. And uh, we're praying for his recovery from that. We're praying for Janae, uh, who is uh, currently struggling with a heart condition. Uh, We're praying for Furman, who's in the hospital with cancer. We mentioned him just a few minutes ago. Uh, And we're also praying for Sharon Baldino and uh, Bernard Maurer. Sharon Baldino for cancer and Bernard Maurer for back pain. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, that you are the great physician. Lord, we thank you that we could approach the throne of grace and we can do so boldly. And Lord, that we can lay these uh, petitions before you those that are for salvation, and for those of us that are sick and, and not well. Father, we pray for Pastor Martin. We pray for his eyesight. Lord, we lift him up to you for that. We lift him up for his, uh, his heart condition, for the weakness that he suffers, the blood pressure problems that he has, the eczema that he that he struggles with, uh, the medication problems that, he's, that he deals with. We pray for him, Lord. We ask you just to bless him, give him strength, and give him grace as he uh, navigates his way through all of these problems, Father. We're praying for Mary Perez uh, for uh, her struggle with cancer. Lord, we just we just pray that you would just touch her body and you would give her strength. You would give her peace and comfort uh, as she endures this uh, this terrible illness. Father, we pray for my mom, Diane. We pray for the uh, uh, for her uh, COPD. We pray, Lord, that you would just give her strength and. Uh, bless her, Lord. Be an encouragement to her, Lord. She misses Dad so very, very much. And, uh, Lord, uh, we, we know that she's uh, she's broken over that. But, Lord, we just pray that you would just touch her, bring healing uh, to her mind, to her body, to her heart. And uh, we'll thank you for that. Lord, we're praying for my sister, Laura, as well, uh, for her back pain and for the slip disc that she has. Uh, we're also praying for... Let me see if she had sent me anything. Nope. Okay. Uh, we're also praying for uh, Sister Bernice. Lord, we lift her up to you today. We ask you, God, please just touch her body, bring healing. Lord, she's been struggling with cancer for so long now. Father God, we, she's been through radiation, she's been through chemo, she's been through uh, experimental medications and treatments. And Lord, she still smiles, she still comes to work, she still has a great attitude about everything around her. Uh, and we thank you for that. And Lord, so we just pray that you would just touch her and you would bring healing and grace to her, and to her family. Father, we pray for Alan, who's uh, recovering from uh, prostate surgery uh, with for cancer. Uh, Lord, we pray that you would bring a, a swift and uh, a complete and total heal- healing to his body, and Lord, that there wouldn't be any lingering after effects. Father, we pray for uh, Janae, who uh, has a heart condition as well, and Lord, we pray that you would just uh, just touch her, that you would bring healing, you'd bring comfort grace, Lord, you would just ease her, her mind and, and the thoughts that she might be having regarding her issues. And, Lord, we just lift her up to you today, and we'll thank you for that. Father, we're also praying for Fairman, who's in the hospital with cancer. Lord, we pray for him. We pray, as we did earlier, for his salvation, first and foremost. And, Lord, we pray that you would just touch his body. You would give him comfort right now, Lord. You would give him peace. And, Lord, that uh, you would use his son, Alex, in a, in a strong and a mighty way. That, uh, that he might uh, just uh, either lead his father to Christ, or just be an encouragement for him, as he might already be saved. Father, we pray for Sharon Baldino, who is battling cancer, and we also pray, Lord, for uh, Bernard Maurer, who is uh, dealing with back pain, even after having surgery to relieve the back pain. So, Father, we list, lift up uh, Sharon Baldino and Bernard Maurer. We pray, Lord, that you would just touch each one of them, Lord, that you would just uh, just bring healing. Lord, that that uh, whatever it is that they're holding on to would get purged, and Father God, that um, that uh, there would be um, there would be an absolute and true healing for each and every one. Father God, we thank you so much for all this, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, uh, we're praying for Jude, who's my brother-in-law, and he's uh, he's a contractor up in New York City. So if you are in the New York City area and you need someone to work on your home. Uh, let me know, and I will put you in touch with Jude. He does great work. I've seen a lot of it. And uh, uh, you would not be disappointed. We're also praying for Robert, who's a National Guardsman serving down on the border here in Eagle Pass. Uh, We're praying for um, for Angel, uh, for her pregnancy. We're praying for her husband, Alex, as well. We're praying for Isabella, for her walk with the Lord, Jessica, for her walk with the Lord, we're lifting up uh, Alex Herrera uh, for a uh, for a job, and also to uh, to open up uh, the financial situation that he's in, Lord, to give him some uh, some some movement. We're also praying for Yulisa, uh, who is is uh, going going through an ongoing family dispute. Uh, so we just pray for her and pray for her family as well. We pray for Jerry and Rebecca who are in uh, a Border Patrol training program in New Mexico and we pray for them that, uh, that uh, they would be successful in completing the training and that they would be a good witness for Jesus Christ uh, while they're there. All right, Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for all that you do for us. Lord, we thank you for all of those on our general prayer list. Lord, we th- we're thankful, and we think of uh, uh, Brother Alex Herrera. We think of Isabella and Jessica. Lord, we lift up Jerry and Rebecca, uh, Angel in her pregnancy, Alex, her husband. We lift them up to you as well. Lord, we pray for Brother Robert, who's serving on the border down here. Lord, we pray for his protection, for his safety, and that you would give him an opportunity to get home, to spend time with his family. We pray for Jude, my brother-in-law. Uh, we pray for his business. Lord, we pray that you would just uh, direct some uh, some contracts his way and uh, allow him to uh, to work and take care of his needs and his family's needs. We also pray, Lord, for all of those uh, that are serving in our local, state, and federal elected positions. Lord, we pray that you would uh, just raise up people around them. If they're not saved already, Lord, we pray that you would raise up people around them, that they would uh, come to the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, that, uh, that uh, they would be able to uh, uh, take good counsel from those that are saved and, uh, and try to help them to guide their decisions as, they, as their decisions affa- affect each and every one of us in each and every way. So, Father God, we just commit that to you, and we ask you, Father, to bless it, and uh, we th- will thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. And then, of course, we uh, we close out our uh, prayer list with all of the unspoken prayers of our hearts. Those are prayers that uh, we just can't uh, find the right words to give utterance to, or or it could just be a matter that's so deeply personal that uh, that only the Lord really needs to know the details of it. But whatever the case may be, we're praying for uh, Eduardo Rodriguez uh, for his unspoken prayer requests. We're praying for Mike Elizalde, and uh, we are rounding this up with praying for myself for a, uh, a number of uh, unspoken needs as well. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you, Lord, that you are the God who answers prayer. We want to thank you, Father, that you answer prayers that we may not even be able to speak. Father God, we just thank you so much, and we commit our prayers to you today, for the unspoken prayer requests, the, uh, the general prayer requests, the sick requests, and more importantly than any of it, the request, the prayer request for salvation. So, Father, we just commit all of these things to you, and we ask you now, Lord, to bless it. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, folks, if you have any questions whatsoever, or if you have any prayer requests, uh, please feel free to email them to us you can head over to com, and when you get over there, just go to the contact form, and you can send that prayer request off to it, and I will definitely get it. And um, if you don't like to use that, that's fine. Again, that's why we gave you the email address. You can email me directly, info at com. All right, so uh, last Sunday we had our uh, first Missionary Sunday, and we highlighted the uh, LaRue family in Chile. And uh, it's my understanding that there's a possibility they may be coming back into uh, into the States uh, shortly. And uh, we're looking forward to having that happen and possibly even having to have some time of fellowship. So uh, we already spoke about them and uh, what a blessing it really was to hear about the activities going on there. And I'm telling you, if you didn't read the letter, you didn't hear about it. You know, you should be thankful that you live here in the United States and you have access to things. That's all I will say about that. All right, Uh, so we don't have any listener questions today. Do we have any listener birthdays today? Okay, nope, I don't see any listener birthdays today. So what that means then is that we get to take our second break of the afternoon. And uh, while we take this break... That'll give you a chance to head over to uh, wherever it is that you keep your King James Bible. Hopefully it's close to you. Uh, So go get your King James Bible. Grab yourself a cup of coffee, maybe a bottle of water, and when we come back, we're going to be getting into today's study or today's message, rather, on the new birth. And we'll be right back after this. Don't forget, like, subscribe, and share with your friends, your family, and your followers This is the Sword of the Spirit podcast. We'll be right back.
1: I will both lay me down in peace and sleep, for thou, Lord, only makest me dwell in safety. The Lord will give strength unto his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. These things I have spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you. As my Father hath sent me, even so send I you. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. For to be carnally minded is death, But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. For he that in these things serveth Christ is acceptable to God and approved of men. Let us therefore follow after these things which make for peace and things wherewith one may edify another. Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that ye may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Be careful for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, Whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. Those things which ye have both learned, and received, and heard, and seen in me, do, and the God of peace shall be with you. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also ye are called in one body, and be ye thankful. Now the Lord of peace Himself give you peace always, by all means. The Lord be with you all. Now the God of peace, that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you perfect in every good work to do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight. Through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen.
3: This book contains the mind of God, the state of man, the way of salvation, the doom of sinners, and the happiness of believers its doctrines are holy its precepts are binding its histories are true and its decisions immutable read it to be wise believe it to be safe and practice it to be holy it contains light to direct you food to support you and comfort to cheer you it is the traveler's map the pilgrim's staff the pilot's compass the soldier's sword, and the Christian's character. Christ is its subject, our good its design, and the glory of God its end. It should fill the memory, rule the heart, and guide the feet. Read it slowly, frequently, and prayerfully. It is given to you in life, will be open in the judgment, and be remembered forever. It involves the highest responsibility, rewards the greatest labor, and condemns all who trifle with its holy precepts. The King James Bible, God's holy book.
2: And welcome back to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. This is Joe Rusiello and, uh, We're going to be getting into our message in just a minute. I want to invite you, first of all, to uh, head on over to our uh, chat group on Spreaker. If you have a Spreaker account and you are logged into Spreaker, uh, you can jump on in there. And when you do, just say hi. Say hello. Uh, uh, I'm not sure who's in there at the moment. Uh, The one thing about the Spreaker chat that doesn't tell you is who's there until someone speaks. So uh, I sent out a little welcome message. Let's see if anybody's out there. Any bites and uh, But if you are logged in, please, by all means, jump on in, say hello, and uh, uh, the water's fine. It's not a bad place to be. Now, uh, this is, is going to be an important lesson or message. Well, it's a combination of both. It's a preaching uh, lesson, and it's a teaching lesson as well, uh, about this very, very important subject of being born again. Now, people have not just been talking about being born again for the last, you know, few months, few years, hundred years, uh, whatever it might be. The Lord Jesus Christ started talking about it over two thousand years ago, and uh, you know, people have been talking about it ever since. There's always been an element of people that have been discussing and and uh, and and propagating, you know, these words and and this particular philosophy. I am in a way uh I am glad that the term born again gets the attention that it does get and that people do you know tend to focus on those words uh but I am concerned because attention almost always causes confusion about a particular matter anytime anytime there's a great deal of attention focused on a particular thing what happens? Well, you get misunderstandings, you get confusions, and uh, that just adds to more problems. And one of the problems is that everyone that's a nut walking down the street gets the tag born again labeled on them. And it may not necessarily be true. That may not be the case. You know, uh, and then of course you have a number of famous people, celebrities that have come out over the last several years that have claimed to be born again. Uh, I don't know how we remember Tim Tebow. There was a whole big thing when Tim Tebow was playing, uh, playing football for the Jets and, and Tampa Bay and, and then tried his hand at baseball. And, you know, the, the big thing was, is that, uh, not Tampa Bay, I'm sorry, Denver. I don't know know where I'm (laughs) thinking, but, uh, when uh, he would wear the 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 uh, the eye black, and he would have John three sixteen on there, or when he would uh, uh, cross the uh, the end zone, he would kneel to pray. I mean, do you remember all the uh, the insanity that went around about that? <gasps> How dare he do that? How dare he express his faith? So on and so forth. But the funny thing is, though, he does that, or a player does that, in true sincerity, uh, and everybody has an issue with it, but. You know, uh, a player gets injured on the field or, or like what happened just recently, uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, a a young man on, on, on the field suffered a heart attack. Um, and everybody starts praying, but that's okay. But when you talk about being born again and you exercise your faith and that's seemed to be a problem, you know, uh, who else? Uh, I think, well, Kirk Cameron, uh, I don't remember Kirk Cameron, he's a born again Christian and, uh. Uh, So is his sister's, I think his whole family are, are, you know, they claim to be born again Christians. And then just recently, uh, um, a hockey player, I forget his name, though, but this hockey player comes out as a born again Christian uh, and refuses to wear the uh, um, the pride colors. And uh, now all of a sudden, that's an issue. Now, honestly, I don't know if they're born again or not. I'm not here to judge them. I'm not here to judge anybody, you know, on, on that matter. I wouldn't even attempt to you know and i can't tell you for sure if they're born again or not because i really don't know but what i'm what i am saying is that there's a tragedy around this whole thing and that's taking place and the attention that's being focused on the subject of the new birth is this that there are hundreds and perhaps thousands of people in our community and across the nation that will believe that they're born again because of somebody else's experience or somebody else's testimony or somebody else's philosophy rather than searching out the truth of the matter for themselves. And then establishing with 100% assurance that they too can know what the new birth is and whether they're born again or not. There are a lot of folks that run around this country today that do not know exactly what they are or what they ought to be. You know, There are some folks that say, I ought to be born again but I'm not sure. It sounds good. I I, I guess, you know, I, you know, I did hear Jesus say something about it. And if Jesus talked about it, then, you know, I suppose I ought to be born again. You know what? Come to think of it. Yes, yes, yes. I am born again. You know, there are some folks who just can't make up their minds as to what they ought to be. But I want you to realize something. The Bible has always been interested in this particular subject. And that's what we're going to discuss today. So I'd like you to take your Bibles and I'd like you to turn with me, if you would, to the Gospel of John. The Gospel of John. Now, John is the fourth book of your New Testament. You have Matthew, Mark, Luke, and then John. Now this man, in John chapter 3, that Jesus is talking to, was a priest. He was a Pharisee. He was a religious man. And his name was Nicodemus. And uh, let's go to, uh, let's read a portion of this conversation. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, And that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, Ye must be born again. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh, and whither it goeth. So is every one that is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus answered and said unto him, How can these things be? And Jesus answered and said unto him, Art thou a master of Israel, and knowest not these things? Verily, verily, I say unto thee, We speak that we do know, and testify that we have seen, and ye receive not our witness. Now there are some observations that I'd like to make about the subject of birth. Uh, it, uh, was characteristic in the entire ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ, he would, con- he would constantly, constantly parallel the physical, The spiritual, you know, when when you look at the teachings of Jesus Christ, Jesus really taught on a on a on a very shoe top level. It wasn't that he wasn't capable of teaching at a higher level; he just wanted every one of his hearers to be able to completely grasp what he was speaking about. So, what Jesus did is he brought everything down on the physical plane and took that which paralleled to the spiritual and taught it in allegories or parables I mean Jesus did that concerning a fig tree right uh, he took a fig tree which was physical and he paralleled it to a spiritual truth he told many parables he told a parable about a sower about a sower he told a parable about a pearl he told a parable about wheat and tares and and he used the physical thing so people might identify with and grasp the concept of spiritual truths Now, this is one of the greatest and most classic examples of that in all of God's Word, where Jesus said, you must be born again. Now, folks, you may be rich, or you may be poor. You may be short, or you may be tall. You may be religious, you may be a hypocrite. You may be wicked, you may be righteous. But Jesus said, You must, you must be born again. So there are some observations that I'd like to make about birth. So the first thing I noticed about birth is that it's brought about by a seed. It's brought about by a seed. You were born, I was born of your father's seed, of my father's seed. If it wasn't for that, we wouldn't be here. I inherited certain physical characteristics from my father. Medical science tells us that I've received 23 chromosomes from my mother and 23 chromosomes from my father. Together, they combine and make 46 chromosomes, which make me physically what I am. They produced my nose, my ears, my eyes, my skin. Everything that I am physically is all due to that. I was born of my father's seed. A seed was necessary to bring about my birth. Physically would have been impossible otherwise. Now the Bible tells me that there's a spiritual seed that's absolutely essential and needs to be involved if the new birth is going to transpire in your life and in mine. The Bible teaches us that this seed is none other than the Word of God. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the Word of God, which liveth and abideth, forever. Peter said that in 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 23. And Paul added to that over in Romans chapter 10 verse 17. He said, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now, folks, over and over and over again, God has declared to us that the seed, the spiritual seed that's responsible for germinating and bringing forth life on a spiritual level is the word of God. So in other words, it's impossible to get saved or be born again without being confronted about the truth of God's Word. Now, some folks say, I've been born again. And I'll say, well, how do you know you've been born again? Well, you know, I had a wonderful experience. And then they'll tell you about their experience. But, you know, sometimes their experience totally excludes the Word of God. Now you know my when I when I got saved, my salvation experience. I mean, I could tell you how how I felt uh, just the burden of sin on my shoulders, and and uh, how I physically got down on my knees in the middle of a pier in in New York City, and how uh, you know I prayed and asked the Lord to save me, and I was overwhelmed with this feeling of peace and of comfort and of love, and that. Uh, you know, when I, I, I cried like a baby and uh, I mean, I did, I, cry, I cried like a baby, sobbing, sobbing because I knew that the Lord forgave me. Then I can also tell you how, when I stood up, how um, I felt like every single weight that I had been carrying had just been lifted off of me. And, and, uh, you know, I, I could tell you all of that wonderful experience, but if it excludes the word of God. I would question it. I can also go back in my salvation experience and tell you exactly where it was when I realized that I was a sinner on my way to hell. And that's when the preacher who led me to Christ opened up the Word of God and took me down what we call the Roman's Road. And he started pointing out verses that say, uh, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. So... I, I could point to uh, verses like, uh, like Romans ten seventeen, like we just read. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. I can point to verses like, uh, call upon the name of the Lord, and thou shalt be saved. So without the word of God, I would question the experience. You know, you can't know about your need of the new birth, you can't know about the process of the new birth, and you cannot know about the results of the new birth unless you study the Word of God. Folks, this is the only book in all of creation that authoritatively speaks on the subject we're talking about today. So there's a seed. There's a seed. And my reference point for knowing about the new birth is the book, that's sitting here right in front of me on my desk. I wouldn't rely on anything else. I would depend upon upon an authoritative source, and that's why God has declared that his word can be called a seed. A seed. Now, the Bible also indicates, as even common sense would kind of indicate, that birth is not only involved with a seed, but birth implies that there's no past. When a man is born, no one thinks of what happened before birth, right? I mean, birth is the starting point. Your birth certificate reads 1:43 uh, p.m., September 1st, you know, or whatever. It's pinpointed to a time, and that was the starting point of your life. I, mean, folks, wouldn't it be wonderful if you can think that right now, from this day going forward, there would be no past in your life as far as sin is concerned, and as far as God looks upon your life? I mean, that's what the Bible, exactly what the Bible has in mind. Isaiah said, come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord, though your sin be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Do you know what God's talking about? He's talking about washing away all of your sin and forgetting all of your past. That's what God had in mind when he said in Psalm 103, as far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions from us. Birth implies no past. When I was born again, God forgot my past. Praise the Lord. And you know, according to the word of God, he took my sins and he buried them in the deepest sea never to be remembered again. God absolutely erased my past. He washed it away. He forgot it. I mean, wouldn't it be wonderful if you can forget some of the things in your past? Wouldn't that be wonderful? I mean, I'm sure that we all have, every single one of us, without exception, could identify with that particular comment. We can all look back on our lives and we can all see mistakes. I see things that I did that weren't right oh, that I could just erase all of those things, that I could just undo all of those things. But I can't, and neither can you. But spiritually, spiritually, God is capable of showing you from his word how that he could forget your past. Birth requires a seed. Birth implies no past. Birth also implies a new beginning a new beginning. You know, folks, birth is an exciting event. A new life. A new future. A new destiny. You know, for those of you who are parents, I mean, think back, if you will, you know, when that first child was born into your home and the sensational excitement that... Um, that, uh, that, that, that stir of enthusiasm that came about as a result of that birth. I mean, wasn't that exciting? wasn't that a thrill? wasn't that a joy? It was an exciting event. Birth implies a new beginning. Now maybe you're sitting here listening to this and you're, and you look at your life and, and you think, well you know I'm fifty plus, I'm sixty plus or I'm forty plus plus it's a little too late. You know, I'm setting my ways in my life. It's a little too late for me to start thinking about a new beginning. Folks, the Bible said God wants to give you a new beginning. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is what? He is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Great verse. If you don't have that verse... Memorized or underlined in your Bible, do it now. 2 Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Birth also implies membership into a family. Membership into a family. I have to have a seed to be born again, just like I have to have a seed to be born. The seed is the Word of God. When I'm confronted with the seed, when I trust Jesus Christ, I'm born again. And as far as God is concerned, I have no past. He takes my sin and separates them as far as the east is from the west. It implies a new beginning. My friends, God wants to give you a new beginning. He says that if you're in Christ, you're a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. He wants to give me a clean slate, a new start on life. And then, as I've already said, it implies membership into a family. You know, there are a lot of people who, that have um, inappropriately judged what the Bible says because they don't take the time to study it out for themselves. Like, did you know that there are a lot of people out there that believe that every person is a child of God? Did you know that? There are people out there, I mean, I'm serious, there are people out there that believe that every person is a child of God. Did you know that you can't find that anywhere in your Bible? Even if you used a laser beam, an x-ray, a microscope, and a pair of pliers, you couldn't find it anywhere. There is not one statement in that Bible that I hold that would in any way, shape, or form even allude to that, that every person is a child of God. It's just not true. You know, Jesus was speaking to the most religious crowd that ever lived and ever walked on the face of the earth, the Pharisees. And you know what he said? He said, ye are of your father the devil. Now, whoever got the idea that Jesus was always nice to people? Oh, you should read Matthew 23 sometime. He said it over and over and over again. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, vipers in the grass. He pointed out to them the frailties and the fallacies of their religion without fact. Birth implies membership into a family. When I was saved, when I was born again, I was born into a family. Just as when I was born physically, I was born into the Rusiello family. Now, there's nothing I could ever do about that. I mean, I might go see an attorney. You know, I might see about having my name changed. You know, I don't particularly like Rusiello, to be honest. You know, every time I make a call for business, I have to spell it or correct it with the person I'm talking to at least 10 times. So maybe you're thinking, well, what would you change it to? Uh, Jones, maybe. That would be simple enough, right? Easy to understand. But I could get my name changed. I could completely remove myself from everybody I know and love and you know, get a new start in life. But you know what? Nothing will ever change the blood that flows through my veins. Nothing will ever change that. In reality, I will always, always be my father's son. Nothing, I'll, nothing I can do will ever change that, no matter what it is. I can go out and rob a bank. You know, I could go out and commit some some horrible crime, but I'm still my father's son. When I was born into the Russiello family, uh, 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 nothing that I would ever do can ever change that. Listen, my friend, birth implies membership into a family. It's no wonder that the Lord said, he came into his own and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power, to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. And what else was it that the Lord said? Didn't he say, you know, my sheep hear my voice, I know them, and they follow me, and I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand? My Father, which gave them me, is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. So you see, when I was born again, I was born into the family of God. That's why the book of Hebrews talks about disciplining and chastening God's children. You know that God loves me so much. He loves me so much from the very day I was born again. He loves me so much. He says, now, Joe, I love you so much. If you get out of line and you stay out of line for too long, I'm going to have to whip you. Do you know why I disciplined my children? Is it because I hate them? Of course not. It's because I love them. Because I wanted them to grow up having some, some character, having some backbone in their lives. I want them to know what it is to stand strong and firm and not be a moral weakling. I want them to have a basis for making moral decisions in their lives. That's why I disciplined them. Do you know why God disciplines a child of God? Because he loves you. Because he loves you. I was born into the family of God the day I was born again. It implies membership into a family. And no matter what I do, nothing will ever change that. Now somebody's going to say, Oh, now, preacher, you know what if you get born again and you go out and you do something real bad? Well, that's all right. Go ahead. All I can say is you better hang on because the rot is coming. Unless you confess it and get it right. You see, that's why God built those provisions in there for us Christians. He loves us. He cares for us. So you mean to tell me that someone can say they're born again and go out and shoot someone and still go to heaven? Now, wait a second. Hold on one second, just right there. You see, that's where it ends. You see, that's where it ends. A person can say anything. A person can do anything. But on the other side of the pendulum, God said, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. When I was born again, God changed my want to. Now, we all have a little button in there that I call the want to button. God pushed it, and he changed it. I don't always do the things that I want to do. I am not perfect. I am far from perfect. I sin. And when I sin, I fall down on my face before God and confess it, and he forgives it. We patch it up, make it right, and we go on. It implies membership into a family. Folks, this is the Sword of the Spirit podcast. My name is Joe Rusiello, and uh, we're talking about the new birth, being born again, and Jesus' command, you must be born again. We're going to take our last break of the afternoon here, and when we come back, we'll continue on with our study. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share it with your friends, your family, and your followers. And if you can... Uh, and if you're on a platform that allows five star reviews, like uh, Good Pods, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many others, hit that five star review for us. Help boost up our algorithm, and we'll be right back after this. Don't go away. <music>
1: Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return unto the Lord. And he will have mercy upon him, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life, and he that believeth not the Son shall not see life but the wrath of God abideth on him. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word, and believeth on him that sent me, hath everlasting life, and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life, He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. But I said unto you, that ye also have seen me, and believe not. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the Scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Repent ye therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. And he shall send Jesus Christ, which before was preached unto you. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me hath everlasting life. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God even to them that believe on his name. Blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. And the Spirit and the bride say, Come, and let him that heareth say, Come, and let him that is athirst come. And whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely.
2: Welcome back to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. You know, only a a true born again Bible believing Christian can appreciate those words, "Welcome home, welcome home." And uh, I know for myself, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to the day when I stand before the Lord and and I hear that "Welcome home." Mm-hmm. I am. I am tired. <laughs> Sin is terrible. Sin is a terrible thing, the, the, the world is a terrible place, but um, you know we have a hope, and that hope is the rapture of the Church, which I really and truly do believe is going to be very, very soon imminent. Hopefully, I've been praying that it would happen in the spring, as the Bible indicates that it more likely than not will, and I am excited about that. I'm hoping that it's this spring, because this world is going to hell pretty quick. And it's time for the church to go. So uh, let's keep praying about that and lift up our heads for our redemption draweth nigh. All right. So we've been talking about the new birth. We've been talking about being born again. And uh, we've, we've highlighted a number of uh, things about birth. And another observation about birth that I'd like to bring to you is that uh, it defies understanding. It defies understanding. Now, I know you can get out all the medical textbooks and, and they all tell you you know, about, about this and that and the other thing. I mean, I took biology in school and high school and college, and I, I went through all that stuff. And I, and I know that there are medical explanations for birth, but if you're really honest and you really evaluate the thing, you have to say it defies explanation. I mean, it's a miracle, isn't it? I mean think about it. It's one of the most marvelous miracles that I know anything about. How that a seed, a seed microscopic in size can bring forth life. And this life is intelligent life and it can speak and it can hear, it can see, it can think, it can rationalize it's not a product of time and chance and lady luck and superintendence it's a miracle it's a miracle it defies understanding when I was born again now I, I know the theological explanations for the new birth I can give you a theological definition of regeneration. I can give you a biblical definition of conversion. I can give you a biblical definition of sanctification. I can tell you what the Bible says about being saved. These are all synonyms for the words born again. I can tell you all of those things. I can explain that to you theologically, that what takes place, I can take you over to Colossians chapter 2 and tell you about an operation made without hands by God. I can take you over to Romans chapter 6. I can take you over to John chapter 10. I could explain all of these things to you theologically, but I'm going to tell you, and I'm going to be very honest with you, it still, to this day, defies my understanding. Do you know why? It's a miracle. It's a miracle. When a person can come out of the darkness and into the light from death unto life, it's a miracle, folks. It's a miraculous thing. And that's why Jesus paralleled this to birth. That's why he paralleled it to birth. Now there's one last thing I'd like to bring to your attention, and then we'll we'll start to close this up. Birth Birth implies pain. Now, we we must have a seed to have birth. Birth implies no past. I mean, wouldn't it be wonderful if you could just forget your past? If you could really be assured of the fact that God has forgotten your sin? Birth implies a new beginning. Wouldn't it be wonderful to say, I have a new lease on life? a clean slate? Birth implies membership into a family. I mean, wouldn't it be wonderful if you could say, I know for sure today I am a child of God. I'm on my way to heaven. Wouldn't it be fantastic if you could identify with all of those principles? Even though it defies understanding, the Bible teaches me that when I became a child of God, that very second... That very second, when I trusted Jesus Christ as my Savior, when I put my faith and trust in Him, and I was born again, the Holy Spirit of God, the third person of the Godhead, actually moved into me and took residence within me. The Bible says, "'Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you?' Paul said that, you know, he said that we're sealed in the spirit of promise in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13." I know the Spirit of God moved into me and took up residence within me and made that which was dead alive. Now, I can't completely understand it, but I can thank God for it. Did you ever think in the face of all of these things that birth implies pain? Someone suffered to bring you and me into this world. Someone suffered Now, personally, I don't speak from experience, so I speak as an observer. You know, someone endured a great deal of pain, misery, agony, discomfort to bring you and me into this world. Well, let me tell you something. Jesus Christ died on the cross so that you and I may be born again. You know, we talked about a seed, right? We said that a man and a woman are born of the seed. We know that. I mean, we're not biologically ignorant, right? So it is spiritually. You're born of a seed. We said we're born physically of a seed and that seed makes us what we are. Our hair, our eyes, our flesh, our bone, our blood. Now there's something unusual, and something very unique about blood as I study it in the Word of God and as I study it in the face of medical science. I find out that it's really a paradox. It's a very unusual thing. It's strange. It's a very strange thing. The, the very thing that's keeping me alive is the thing that's killing me. They tell us that our first president, George Washington, probably died a premature death. The reason why is that the leading physicians of his day still believed that the cure for many of the illnesses that people commonly suffered from was the bleeding of patients and taking blood from the body. Doctors today that that studied the symptoms attributed to George Washington say that he probably had nothing more than a severe case of tonsillitis. They took blood out of him and he died. You know, the Bible says that the life of the flesh is in the blood. And you know where it said that? All the way back in the book of Leviticus. Stick with your Bible, folks. Let science and education catch up later. God told you thousands of years ago that the life of the flesh is in the blood. The very thing that's keeping me alive, ironically enough, is the thing that's killing me. The thing that's killing me is this this disease called sin. It's in my bloodstream. See, I was born from a sinful seed. The Bible calls it a corruptible seed. Now, did you ever observe your children? Did you ever observe that you never had to teach kids to do wrong? You know, you never had to say... Now, Johnny, this is the proper and accepted way to rob the cookie jar. You crawl up on the counter, and when mommy's not looking, right, you didn't have to do that. Did you ever notice that they figured that out all by themselves? So you might be saying, well, that's, the, that's because of the neighbor's kids. They run around with, you know, that's who they run around with. Well, where did they get it? Well, they got it from their parents where did they get it? Do you know where your kids got that? Do you know where they got that drive, that, uh, that initiative within them to automatically know how to cheat, how to lie, how to steal, how to defraud? They got it. Now hold on. Hold on. They got it. From you. They got it from you. But well, where did I get it? From your parents. Well, where did they get it? From their parents. And where did they get it? From theirs. And it goes on and on and on, further and further back. Do you know what's wrong? There's something wrong with our bloodline. We were born, according to Romans chapter 5, with a sin nature. Now, I have dogs. I have two dogs. I have, I, have a, I have two French bulldogs. I love my dogs. I love my dogs. When the dogs go outside, they would go out into the backyard, and they would just stare at the back fence. Now, the back fence, we have stray cats that kind of hang out in the, in the lot behind us. But my dogs go out there and they stare at that back fence until they see one of those cats either running along the base or running along the top. And then when they see that, man, they take off, barking, trying to climb the tree that the cat jumps into. Then they would kind of come back and they would kind of sit in the same spot and wait. You know what that is? That's their nature. That's nothing that I taught them. It's instinct. It's in their blood. Did you ever see a duck that was just hatched swimming? He just comes out of the egg and off he goes. Well, he wasn't hatched swimming, but he was hatched a swimmer. That's his nature. You let him grow up a little and he'll go off into the water. Now, you weren't born sinning, but you were born a sinner. Do you see the difference? You were born with a sin nature that compels you, that drives you, that absolutely demands that you sin, and your sin is an offense before God. Now, where did you get that? You see, there's something wrong with the blood you were born with. You see, that's why Jesus said to Nicodemus, who was an old man, a priest, an intelligent man, he said, you must be born again. And then later on, he said, you're a ruler of Israel. Don't you understand these things? Nicodemus said, like, I'm an old man. Can I go back into my mother's womb and be born a second time? And then what happened? Jesus went on to carefully explain that he was not speaking of that which was physical, but he was simply paralleling the physical to the spiritual. You must be born again. Why? Why must you be born again? Because there's something wrong with your blood. There's something wrong with it. It's sinful blood that dictates the sin nature that's necessarily offensive to a holy God. Sin has separated us from God. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. For there is none righteous, no, not one. All of our righteousnesses are as filthy rags, the Bible says. Therefore, Jesus concluded, you must be born again. You must be born again. Now, folks, I'm going to wrap all this up and I'm going to bring this to a conclusion. But as I do that, I want you to think about this. I really want you to think about this. Why did the Son of God, Jesus Christ, die on the cross? Why was it so essential in the sight of God to be prophesied a thousand years before the event ever took place that God's only begotten Son should come and be born of a virgin? Oh, wait a second. Did you get that? Did you hear what I said? born of a virgin? You see, you get it from your father. It's in his blood. Because of the sin of one man, Adam, our bloodline has become tainted and diseased. Do you know why Jesus is different from you and me? Do you know why? Because Jesus didn't have a human father. He was conceived of the Holy Spirit. Mary provided a body for him, but God provided the blood. That's why the Bible says the Holy Spirit was conceived in her and she brought forth child. That's why Acts chapter 20 and verse 28 says that when Christ died on the cross, he gave God's blood. There was something different about his blood than yours and mine. My blood dictates that I sin. I mean, no wonder the Bible says Jesus Christ was tempted in all ways as like we are yet without sin. That's why when he died on Calvary's cross and shed his blood for the forgiveness of our sin, God said that it was an acceptable thing. It was acceptable as far as God was concerned to cover our sin, to atone for our sin, to forgive us our sin, and to give us eternal life. Now here it is. Here's the bottom line. This is the nutshell. This is it. You and I have a need to be born again because Jesus Christ himself said, you must be born again to enter into the kingdom of God. There's no hope of heaven, folks. There's no hope of salvation. There's no hope of forgiveness of sin. no hope of eternal life unless you're born again. Don't take anyone except God's word for the definition of it. The bottom line, I'm lost in sin. I'm separated from my God. God loves me, but God commendeth his love toward me in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Folks, there's something wrong with us. There's something wrong with me. There's something wrong with you. I have a sin nature that's opposed to the holiness of deity and a holy God. It's offensive to him. It's offensive to him. And even though God hates my sin, God loves me, a sinner. So he said, I will send my only begotten son, Jesus Christ. And when he sheds his blood, if people will receive what he did for them on Calvary's cross when he shed his blood, if they receive that by faith, they may be born again and receive a new nature. Now, does that mean that I no longer have a desire to sin? No. I still occupy this old flesh. But God says that he would save my soul, that he would forgive me of all my sin if I would put my faith and trust in what Christ did for me in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sin. The blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Do you know why you need to be born again? Because you need a blood transfusion. You're on your way to a devil's hell without it. God's only begotten son gave his life that you might live. Well, then how how do you receive him? And this is the record, that God hath given to us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. He that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Folks, there's only one way to be born again, and that's the Bible way. The Bible way is to immediately confess to God that I stand before him a guilty, condemned sinner recognize that God provided a way of salvation through His dear Son, Jesus Christ. Recognize that my very nature dictates that I sin and my sin is an offense before a holy God. But God, it's a beautiful word there in the Scripture, but, but God, through an operation of faith, has made available for me the avenue of salvation. When I express my faith and trust in Christ and receive Him as my Savior and receive by faith His blood that was shed from my soul, I'm born again. And when I'm born again, I have the promise of God of eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Folks, wouldn't it be wonderful if you could say that today, as far as God's concerned, is a new beginning? Wouldn't it be wonderful if you could say today, I am a child of God and a member of God's family? Your need, folks, is for you to be born again. Do you realize that you're a sinner? God's, God's declared it, and you know your own heart. Do you realize that because of the very holiness of God, your sin must be offensive to him? And if you, if you stop and just reflect on that just for a moment, you know if God is just, as his word declares, that his, and that his holiness, his holiness would not allow you as a sinner to enter into his presence. It doesn't matter how religious you are. It doesn't matter what denomination you are. The point of the thing is, folks, is that we are all condemned under sin. So what I've tried to do today is to point you to to, to a person. I tried to point you to a person. I tried to point you to the person of the Lord Jesus Christ who gave his life on Calvary's cross that you might be saved and have eternal life. Folks, if you're listening to this and you're not saved, if you're not born again, would you like to be born again? It's up to you. And if you would, would you pray a simple little prayer with me? Just right where you're sitting, right where you're listening, just close your eyes, bow your head, and just say, Dear Lord Jesus, I confess to you that I'm a sinner. I am bound for a devil's hell. Please forgive me, and please save me. Now, folks, if you prayed that simple prayer and you prayed it in sincerity and from your heart, then you know something? You've been saved. And I rejoice with you. I rejoice with you as all the angels of heaven are rejoicing at that very moment. Now, the next thing you need to do is you need to get yourself into a good King James Bible Preaching and Bible Teaching Church. That's all you need to do. And, uh, you know, I'll tell you what, if you have a hard time finding one, you can always email me. You can always email me at info at com. Let me know where you are and I will do the very, very best I can to try to help you find one. Folks, you must be born again. There is no doubt about it. There is no question about it. The Lord Jesus Christ himself, God manifest in the flesh, said, ye must be born again. And if you've prayed that prayer, and you got saved today, would you please let me know so that I can send you a great King James Study Bible? It would be a privilege and a blessing for me to do that. Now, folks, I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in to the Sword of the Spirit podcast Head over to our website, Podcast.com. Look for that Support This Podcast button. And uh, if you can, set up a monthly recurring contribution. Also, don't forget to send us over those prayer requests. We love to pray for you guys. So, folks, until we see each other again, Lord willing, on Thursday, may God bless you. Have a great day. Take care.